Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. <laughs> I'm Tom. We are Team Binge, and this is Believe, a Ted Lasso podcast. Thank you for joining us again. We are talking about Season 2, Episode 5 today. Mm-hmm. And I do mean today. This episode is called <laughs> Rainbow. Yep. Which is a reference to the Rolling Stones song that's played throughout, I believe. Yep. yep. One of my favorite songs. One of your favorite songs. You told me you know a lot about the song I... and that you're ready to really break it down. <laughs> I don't know a lot about the song. I've heard the song. I know of the song. Um, but you were saying apparently it's new to you. You had never heard it before? No, I I didn't grow up on uh, old rock and roll like this. I think we've established that I'm a Beatles man, but I still know and appreciate the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones songs to me are something that plays on commercials. Like, that's <laughs> my best reference point for Rolling Stones. That's fair. I did not have a family that listened to this type of music. Well, we're a show tunes family, Tom. <laughs> yeah. More Greatest Showman style. Nope, I didn't see Greatest Showman <laughs> until much later. We're like Starlight Express, maybe a little Cats, mainly Lay uh, Myths. <laughs> Anyways, this episode, uh, major themes. Roy finds his calling again, finds I mean, some purpose. Yeah, he hadn't been a coach before, so I would say he could say he found his calling. Okay, I thought, his, game. I thought his calling was on TV. That's yep. fine. Uh, Rebecca continues her search for love. I'm very invested in this storyline. <laughs> and Nate gains some confidence, or we find out that Nate lacks confidence. Yeah. I didn't know that this was much of an issue, because since they made him coach and he's been a bit more assertive, it's almost like they reverted him back to old Nate in this they kinda, episode. Yeah, they did some retconning and stuff here, so we'll we'll get into it, because I, I agree there's some odd things, odd choices. Well, we start our, and, and speaking of which, we start with Nate at a restaurant, and the restaurant's called Taste of Athens. Tom, have you ever been to a Taste of Athens? I don't know. It's not a chain or nothing, right? I don't know. It's in Tooting? Tooting? <laughs> yes. It's, if Tooting is a real place, that's I'm pretty sure it. Tooting's a real place. Uh, are you a fan of Greek food? Um, I don't know if I am. I don't think I'm necessarily against it, but I don't think I frequent it often. I love a good Caesar salad. Um... <laughs> He's see trying later. <laughs> see you later. Nate, we find out, uh, is trying to get a window table, the very specific window table, at this restaurant for his parents' 35th wedding anniversary. Yep. And we just find out that he struggles to talk to the hostess. He struggles to assert himself to ask for this table, and she kind of blows him off. All of this led me to think, Tom, is this hostess racist? <laughs> well, I think that's a Is Jade conclusion. the hostess racist? Because she doesn't seem to give me... He's like, oh, I'm waiting for you to say, how could I help you? And oh, she yeah. just stares at him. <laughs> She's kind of odd. Like, she was cleaning the menus by just spraying in the air and then wiping the menus into the air, which was a bold choice. The COVID, COVID-era <laughs> show. Yeah. That's how they clean um, their menus. I don't think I'd go as far as calling her racist. Um, I just think she's probably... Bad at her job? <laughs> yeah, that. Or I was going to say she's like just like a... Like, it's a more swanky kind of place, and she's just kind of like not giving somebody the time of day. But I don't know if it really is. I didn't feel this restaurant was swanky. <laughs> yeah. Certainly from Rebecca's reaction later in the show. Yeah. Anyways, our final verdict is the hostess was racist and didn't want to give <laughs> Nate the time of day. It then cuts to we have Roy on TV, and they're discussing the panel of four, mm -hmm. how Richmond is uh, struggling. And one of the themes that comes up through the episode is and they establish it here is that it's because of a lack of leadership from Isaac. Yeah. And we learned his last name is what? Yeah. It's McAdoo, uh, which was very interesting. Do we ever hear his last name before? I, I mean, it's a distinct last name yeah. and I don't feel like I knew it. No, it's a great last name. I'm in, but I'm sure if I looked at his Jersey, yeah. it would have said McAdoo cause it didn't say Isaac. I feel like we don't see much of him in the games we've seen. We don't see much of him on the pitch. We see more of him like on the training grounds. Is that because he's mainly been playing American football because he's <laughs> built like an American football linebacker? Yes, man. Like as they show some of it, because this is probably is the first sense we've got of him actually playing soccer. Right. We watch everything him play, is just yeah. locker room stuff. Right. And the guy does have some moves when you get to kind of the street ball scene later on. But yeah, he's not a guy that can survive in the Premier League. Sure. Well. That's a uh, rough criticism from <laughs> our expert Tom on the playing of Isaac McAdoo. Other uh, criticism is the former manager of Richmond makes some very misogynistic comment yep. about 
they're lost out there like a woman behind a steering wheel, which but it goes like the, it goes to the main commentator. He's just like, oh, yeah, I think his name's Chris or Chris, something. Yeah. Jeff, 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 Jeff. That's what it is because that comes in later. <laughs> And it's just like classic George the manager, because uh, even in that first episode when he gets fired, Rebecca's like, your casual misogyny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's a big word. Ask one of your daughters what <laughs> yeah. it means, which is just a good callback. And Roy brings up, hey, uh, speaking of like bad drivers, didn't you get arrested? And he calls it drink driving instead yeah. of drunk driving. Is that in English? I don't know. I mean, I guess while you were driving, you were drink I don't know. I was trying to like figure out drink, drunk, drank. I'm uh, I'm not going to question Roy on anything <laughs> he ever does. Uh, great guy. So we find out that that manager has had some issues with alcohol or driving. I don't know why I'm laughing about it, but it is funny how Roy throws it back into his face. Oh, for sure. When he says like, oh, it's for my, my medication. Sleepy from a medication. Oh, yeah. And he's like, he oh, is excuse. that why you pooped your pants? <laughs> a lot of pooping your pants references in this show. Roy, this manager and that boy that he knocks on his door on in the Christmas episode, I'll need to sit down and have a conversation. Yeah, I agree. We cut back to Nate. The hostess comes back after talking to Derek, the very <laughs> important Derek. Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, we can give you the corner table back there. Once again, I think she's racist. The restaurant's <laughs> racist because they don't want to put Nate in the window. And people... Uh, so uh, let's all boycott... A Taste of Athens, probably a fake <laughs> restaurant in not a real been, city. It might have been real in Tooting. It could have been something that's that's there. They, they did the outside kind of uh, establishing shot, so I don't know. Okay. Our English audience, let us know. Yeah. Have you been there? Are they racist? Are there are there gyros good? Heroes? <laughs> yeah, I think How it's gyros. Are those Caesar salads? Yeah. We cut to game time. I thought it was game time, but I think we cut from like game time to then they're watching film of game time. I think... I think they we we saw a clip when Nate was at the bar, the restaurant with Roy commentating. I think we saw a clip, okay. and then it's them watching it again on the film time, whatever. The, the team is watching film, mm-hmm. and what I think is so funny in shows like this is the shots of like playing are shot like a TV show or a movie. It's yeah. never like what you would see watching a soccer game, mm-hmm. like the way the camera works. Like yeah. you'd be like, oh, that camera guy would be standing <laughs> in the field, yeah. or like like they're swooping around. So that's why I'm a little bit confused on because uh, they, they cut to them watching film. And I'm like, no, that's not how you yeah. watch Agreed. football or Agreed. soccer. But you see, though, they've got a new kit sponsor. Like we obviously established in that Christmas episode, we did a big old time jump. So they're no longer sponsored by Dubai Air. You see what was on their jerseys? I mean, they address the Dubai Air controversy again in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Just another. I mean, they go. It's certainly not something they threw into one episode and we never heard from again. Uh, and it just it throws banter. So banter, Keely's dating app. Did she? She didn't create this dating app, right? She like partnered with them. I to... think she's just early in. Okay. On... I did not realize. So on their kit is banter. Yeah, on the kit's banter. Like every like they are pushing it very hard. Like on the billboards, there's banter. In the background, there's banter. Is, it's everywhere. Do you think banter's real? Like if I go on my phone right now, is banter real or is this just something for the show? I'm quite certain they built it for the show. I think it would be strange if like. On, I guess if a dating app had that much clout, that it would like is Tinder on any jerseys that you know of? That seems... jerseys, it's weird. Like there's some really odd jersey like marketing that, is, uh, that gets put on there. Like Barcelona for the longest time, like had UNICEF. Like I don't necessarily think of UNICEF as like a big. I mean, it's just a or, uh, profit organ, not a profit, a uh, nonprofit. Yeah, nonprofit organization. It just seems weird. They would spend all that money to get your sure. name on a jersey. Um, like right now, Chelsea's is sponsored by like a phone company that's called Three, Three Mobile, I think. Okay. So they just have a three on the front of their jerseys, which is kind of oh, confusing. Oh, yeah. I've looked at those jerseys recently. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you why, <laughs> um, but it was really weird. They look really weird. Yeah. Um, that's why I didn't buy them for you, Tom. But it's I'm all, sorry. A lot of them are like Happy sports, birthday, buddy. sports betting things. Like it's there's a lot of very odd sponsorships. The thing I find funny, like in American football right now, is like USAA is a sponsor. And they do a bunch of commercials. But USA's bit is like, hey, you can't join us unless you have some sort of military tie. So <laughs> we're going to advertise to all you people. But most of you can't join us. Yep. It's kind of a weird it's exclusive, move. man. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> now i got to bleep it. All right. Uh, Jan Moss, uh, a goal is scored on Jan Moss. We see it during the clip. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of seemingly made a down. bonehead play. Yeah. yeah. 
his admission of guilt is so great. Yeah. He was like, yes, that goal was entirely my fault. <laughs> and then Isaac is yelling at everyone and him. And Isaac reacts like he doesn't even listen to him admitting guilt. Yep. He's just like, don't want to hear it. Yep. And Jan's like, no, it, you know, it was but my it was. fault. Yeah. I, yeah, it's great. <laughs> so you see the leadership from Isaac. And I've got some questions about Isaac's leadership, as everyone does in this episode. We'll go into it a little bit deeper. Nate tries to blow his whistle. This was a funny <laughs> bit. And Ted's like, no, I gave you an indoor whistle. Is an indoor whistle a thing? I don't think so. I think so. they just took the little ball that's in the whistle <laughs> probably out. just shoved like cotton inside <laughs> yeah. of it while he wasn't looking. He was trying so hard. Then we get the Rom communism speech, which I think was from... It's the trailer. The trailer, we okay. Heard it, yeah, we heard it before because it was in the trailer. And his delivery is odd because he's just it's like, I believe in communism. Sure. Rom communism. And they, when he says communism, it cuts to Beard and uh, Nate on the uh, kind of bench on the side. And Beard just gives like the big eye, eye right. bulging. And then the team's like whispering. Yeah. They're like, oh, like communism. <laughs> oh, no, not again. <laughs> and then he gives a rom communism. And it goes back to Beard. And he kind of gives like a, mm, like a disapproving, like, eh, not, not your best, Ted. Beard does a lot of grunting and great, like, nonverbal stuff in this episode. Yep. So then we have a discussion of the main actors and actresses in rom-coms. Tom, what do you like rom-coms? I'm not against rom-coms, I must say. Like, nowadays, uh, I don't... I, 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 like, knew of the people they were talking to, but I don't think I watch a lot of them now, but I think I did watch a decent amount growing up. I will say, as we get into this episode, I did read an article that referenced, like, every reference of rom-coms within this Ted Lasso episode. Oh, good. Okay. So I will be bringing those up for better or for worse throughout so, this spot. So you will be our football and rom-com expert on this one. I feel like rom-coms were, like, a 90s, early 2000s thing. I don't feel like... Maybe they're just relegated to Netflix and streaming services now. It is. Yeah. It's. I think it's a it's a bygone genre. Like, they're still out there. Like, I feel like the most recent rom-com I remember was that one that was, like, just making fun of rom-coms and doing all of the... Oh, with, um... Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. With Leslie from um, Parks and Rec and the Ant-Man. Both um, those two were in it. No, and that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the one from uh, Pitch Perfect. The one singer lady. Anna and... Kendrick? No, the other one. Oh, no, we're gonna be here for no, a while. no, 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 no. Let's not, let's not walk away from this. She was going to mark this down 12 minutes. So then I can cut <laughs> it all out. Not a museum too. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. Please. Ben Stiller. Yep, but not Ben Stiller. His ultimate thing is that, hey, everything is going to work out in the end, just mm -hmm. like in rom-coms. We are in the, the dark forest of our tale, uh, and it will all work out. We just need to have zero expectations and just let it happen. I don't... How do we feel about this coaching advice, Tom? Yeah, I would tend to probably agree with what you were going to say, as well as Dr. Sharon. Like, just jotting down these copious notes. Like, I don't... I mean, that's one approach. But you're a football manager involved... Or, like, your job is to get wins and to get this team promoted back to the Premier League. To so just say, ah, it's just gonna... How it happens, it happens. Like, that's not your job as a coach. Right. And I don't know that rom-coms are a great example. Isn't, like, every tale a, a story of something happens like we have a bad moment and then we get to a good moment isn't that a classic story i think well like all rom-coms like it's always like you know you always have a meet cute you always have like something bumbling into something like so i think the idea is that everything always works out in a rom-com at the end okay like, the only exception i don't know if you'd call it a rom-com i guess it is is like the breakup the one with jennifer aniston and vince vaughn sure like, that one literally ends with them breaking up and well spoiler alert they don't get back together. Yeah, I think one that those... one's a rom tragedy. <laughs> okay. uh, the classic story arc of a comedy or a tragedy, and that one's a rom tragedy. <laughs> I hope I just coined that phrase. Write me at teambingetwitter.com. <laughs> Nailed it. That's it. Got it. Um, is Isaac a good leader? Isaac, after Ted gets done with his speech, Isaac goes right back to screaming at everyone. Was Roy right to make Isaac the captain? I, I give you the floor. You have 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Again, we don't get enough of the dynamic within the team to know who should be the leader. Like, I don't think... I feel like almost Zorro might be like Zorro the would be a great leader. Yeah. Zorro would be a great captain. We, Although I feel like Zorro got added, like, later on. I don't think maybe after O'Brien's butt wound. Yep. Um, but... <laughs> I think it was just an injury. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, Roy made a bad choice. Isaac is not a very good leader. 
but Roy knows how to get to Isaac. And I think like Roy chose chose Isaac because like they're probably, you know, kindred spirits or whatever. So as we get later in this episode, Roy Roy knows what to do to get Isaac back on track. That's fine. He can get Isaac back on track. I still think screaming at everyone in the locker room to not play better is not great leadership. Not the best. We're in the coach's office. The question is, what's wrong with Isaac? That's something we're discussing. And then a series of things are thrown out that I did not know what was going on. No. And Beard seemed to take issue with. So I will name them off. And if you can give me some sort of definition, I think we would appreciate it. He said, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't practice this word. Abergine? Abergine? Abergina? Abergine? Abergine? Uh, He's like, I'm fine with Abergine. I would have been fine with Abergine, snogging, but not piles. Because I think... Nate suggests piles, he right? He starts with piles. And okay. Like, so this is that whole US versus UK, like, you know, just lost in translation kind of jokes, which they've okay. done before. I didn't think these landed very well because it was just too out of left field. And it's like, we've done before where they kind of start a conversation without giving us any context. I didn't know that they were having this sure. back and forth. So Abergine is an eggplant, apparently. Uh, snogging is just kind of making out. I think the general audience kind of knows what snogging is. Uh, piles is apparently hemorrhoids. Okay. So I understand why piles would be an issue for a player. I don't understand why snogging an eggplant. I don't understand. I think Beard is just saying like he's okay with having an English to UK translation thing be like snogging making out. He's okay, okay using snogging in a phrase if people are making out. Got he's it. okay saying aubergine instead of eggplant. Okay. He's not okay telling somebody this guy's got piles instead of this guy's got hemorrhoids. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Thank you. And that's you. why at the very end of the sequence, he's like, I'm okay with Fanny. Fanny instead of like butt. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Actually, that's not what Fanny means uh, in British speak. Oh, it doesn't? No. Uh-oh. In fact, I got dangerously close when I said Abergina. Oh, um, oh Yeah, you're welcome. Um, every joke is better when it has to be explained. Mm-hmm. I'll go on record saying As that. As we just did, yeah. They get into the Sheffield Wednesday uh, back and forth. <laughs> Once again, how long has Ted been a coach? What? <laughs> how many times would he have already played Sheffield? Well, no, this is so Sheffield. Oh, Wednesday, they're in a new league. They're in a new league. Sheffield Sheffield United is a team that has bounced back and forth between the Championship League and the Premier League. Um, so I had heard of Sheffield United. I had never heard of um, Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday. So this whole joke was it was kind of funny. A beard doing the long explanation about. So Wednesday. is this based on a real team yeah. then? That's actually called from a day. Are you going to get to this? Yeah, no, I'm not going to. I mean, I'll just do it now. Like everything Beard says is is accurate. Like it is when the team is Wednesday, they only used to play on Wednesdays, like all that stuff. It's 100% accurate. But they're now called Sheffield United. No, Sheffield United is a different team. So it's like Manchester City, Manchester United, okay. Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United. So there is a team called Sheffield Wednesday. It still exists. Okay, got it. You're my beard and <laughs> yep. I in this situation am lasso for real. Uh, Beard sighs. Beard sigh when he has to explain this to Ted. I almost feel like Beard has reached his breaking point with Lasso. I do. Like, they don't need first little thing, but then the next joke they do is the wigwam and a teepee. Oh, such a good joke. And it's because it's too tense, and they're like, boom! And they're like, they call out each other. So it's like, he is, like, annoyed with them to a point, but then they bring them right back together. So they can't be annoyed too long, I guess. So good. I I don't want to skip over that. He's <laughs> like a wigwam in a teepee, and Beard has to finish it with two tents. Boom. That was so good. So, so good. Dr. Sharon, who they're talking to at this point about mm-hmm. Isaac. Um, yeah, because she's coming in. She sees in that, yeah. in that earlier locker room scene. She's taking her notes. Like, there's something going on here. Do you need my help? And Ted's like, no. And I thought we got through the point of Ted realizing that maybe Sharon could help some of these guys. But Ted wants to take this one on himself. Maybe he sees the future in terms of, hey, this is how I get Roy back. I don't know. I mean, did you have thoughts on why he didn't want to? I still think, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I felt like we got past that little bit, but I think he's just still skepticism of not Dr. Sharon per se, but still her profession. Mm. He doesn't want her to get in his head. Because he, Ted, we've established, Ted does not know what he's going to do at this point. He's still trying to figure out what he needs to do to get Isaac out of his slump or out of his own head. Um, so I think it's just his skepticism. Very funny moment here. Ted's Ted's like, ah, Isaac needs to talk to a big dog. And there's like a moment, a beat of hesitation. And Nate's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And Ted laughs. 
Now, Beard. Yeah, Beard doesn't. Yeah, Beard doesn't. Beard's just like, like Ted just belittles uh, Nate right there. <laughs> and Beard is just like, like he knows it. He he didn't, he knew Beard, or Nate was being truthful. He's like, you didn't laugh. Yeah. And Beard's like, nope. nope. He's yeah. like, busted. Busted. <laughs> Uh, it's just like, I feel like we have established, though, that Nate has some big dog elements to him. Like in season one with that locker room scene where he's telling all these guys off, even Roy, right to his face. Like he has big dog in him. Great point. Great point. He's got big dog in him when he's rattling off all the things about the team. He's got big dog when him beating up on Will, the kit man, yep. the junior kit man. Yeah, exactly. I mean... He has done. That's actually a good point. I forgot about all the the poo pooing on uh, the other kit man. So yeah, well, it, it is odd that Ted is is so dismissive. And then he says, "Yeah, they cut the end of the scene is a callback to those words where he's like, i 'I'm okay with Fanny,' which yes is a okay. term for. I just would have thought it was bum. Yeah, but I guess bum is that. Yes, bum is butt. That's right. <laughs> we are then with Rebecca and Keeley. They're standing in the hallway as the players exit the the room, and mm-hmm. she's got free Nespresso machines. Rebecca's messaging by the on way, banter. We are not sponsored by Nespresso. We'll just call it Espresso Maker Machine. That starts with an N. Yes, it's difficult to say a lot of times. <laughs> People who are good at their jobs don't have to point it out. That's one of the things because Keely's like, "I'm really good at my job." Mm-hmm. Rebecca's like. And I think Keely's response to that is very funny because she's like, "Not nowadays." Like. Yeah. We grew up in an era of people aren't supposed to sell out. Mm-hmm. People are supposed to like not be like uh, just try to gain attention. Um, maybe this and maybe this isn't completely right, but I remember the term sellout being a thing. And like nowadays, it's like anyone will make their own podcast. Anyone <laughs> will put that podcast on YouTube. Anyone will then have a badly managed Twitter account. Um, <laughs> and monetize the heck out of and it. And <laughs> monetize the heck out of it. Oh, this is probably a good time to let you guys know that Tom and I joined another platform. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but OnlyFans. Tom and I OnlyFans, now yep. have an OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what we're doing on it, but you started it for us, Tom. And yep. we should probably tell people where to find us. It's uh, two... <laughs> Two dudes. You know what's funny? Is there, there probably is a Team Binge uh, OnlyFans account created out there. So somebody's <laughs> going to go find that and say it's us. Well, uh, you're welcome, other Team Binge. Yeah. It's just team. a group of people drinking on camera. <laughs> All right. So. But I agree with I agree with you. I agree with Keeley because, like, promoting your personal brand is something you kind of have to do nowadays. Like, if you just sit back and just do your work and, and you roll, like, do it hard and do it well. You might get a kudos every once in a while, but you're probably not going to advance or move your career. Um, so you got to sell yourself. That's exactly right. Zorro wants to know if he can return <laughs> the espresso machine that makes yep. ends uh, return <laughs> it for cash. And I'm sorry, espresso machine that starts with N. Yep. And uh, <laughs> we can just call it Nespresso. <laughs> okay, Nespresso. Got it. You're welcome, Nespresso, for the free advertising. Uh, Zorro wants to know if he can return it for cash. She's mm-hmm. like, no, that's not how it works. There's a great moment here where Jamie comes out. Did you see Jamie come out? Mm-hmm. And I was completely expecting some dialogue. I was expecting something to happen here. Mm-hmm. But they do this with him through this whole episode where he's just relegated to the background. Like, yeah. he's not even... It's almost like in the same way in the team, he's like, I, I don't know, like, not the star or not, like, the most important person. Yeah. Even on the show now, he... He wanders around. He does a couple of things, and then he departs. I was like, "Oh, okay. They're not even going to talk to." Yeah, I'll be because like we saw in the Christmas episode, he had like one little line talking to them in the uh, uh, locker room or whatever, or the coach's room, and then kind of moved his way on. Uh, so I feel like, yeah, they're not necessarily utilizing him enough, or I don't know what it is. But I 100 percent with you. I thought he was going to make some kind of like to- coy line to Keeley, but nope. He walks right on by. He grabs. He still grabs his, and he walks on. Yeah. Keeps moving. Nate goes to get one. I thought this was weird. I thought this was a little bit mean. Well, I mean, I, I feel like it's the episode itself is trying to just constantly crap on Nate. Crap on so this Nate. is just another way to make a crap on him. But I also but Keely's feel, not that way. Like I agree, but Keely, she has these specifically for uh, the players to then tweet, take pictures of them using it because she's put them on their OnlyFans. Put them on their OnlyFans. OnlyFans exactly. slash Team Bin slash has, Two Dudes. <laughs> Two dudes, keep going. Uh, no, I don't okay. have anything more. <laughs> I have family. Dudes. I have family that listen to this. I'm not saying anything um, else. But yeah, like 
they've established that uh, Nate is not like a social media guy. He's like, oh, I downloaded Panther, then I immediately got rid of it. Like, the Nespresso's are to promote Nespresso, and I'm trying to make money. So they can't just give it to, like, every Dick, Dick Tom Jane and stuff in the club. They have to give it to the players that are going to promote it. Dick okay. Tom Jane, Harry? I don't know. No, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> what I think is interesting is that she could have just given him an espresso machine. That's what I think is interesting, and it would have been fine. Also, my question to you is, he's on the sideline, or he was on the sideline for Premier Games. Mm -hmm. Nate's probably a little bit famous, right? Like, I mean, I could be wrong, but... Like... I can name off all the assistant managers to the soccer teams that I watch. I don't watch soccer, so I don't have to name any, but... Nate, can you name any assistant coach in any sport? Like maybe sure. you could like an offensive or defensive coordinator for like your favorite football team, but like in general, you don't know other people outside the head coach. Not to say that like real fans of the club may may know them. Uh, and I could be off base, maybe in in uh, people in in England or whatever follow the coaching staff more closely. But I don't think he would be that famous. I know that when I watch Remember the Titans, I know the assistant's coach's name in that movie. Yeah. Couldn't tell you what it is now or what actor <laughs> that plays him. I know Denzel Washington's in it. It's great, great movie. All right. Maybe you've made your point. I don't know. Doesn't matter. We'll move on. I do want to say, though, before we move on to the next scene, because this is splattered throughout the entire episode, was that, that hashtag. Did you see that or notice it? Hashtag. C-O-Y-G-H. Tom, I've never noticed any hashtag other than <laughs> hashtag Ted Lasso. That's the <laughs> okay. only hashtag that matters so, to me. So I had to look this up. So C-O-Y-G-H, generally just C-O-Y, means uh, come on you, and then it's usually the rest of the team name. <laughs> so hold on before you give me that look. It's So it, C-O-G-H in this context is come on you greyhounds. So it's like they're doing like cheers. <laughs> You're just giving me these looks. I'm realizing how bad this is. I'm not doing anything. I'm just listening to you talk, my good friend. <laughs> uh, but it's like they're trying to cheer on their team and give them a sense of urgency for kind of like a struggling team. So it's apparently a common hashtag that started with teams like Arsenal and Tottenham uh, with their social media accounts. They do it a lot. So if you see that COY um, and, you know, depending on the team and, and what they add to the end of it, it's a relatively common hashtag. So that's okay. why you see it splattered all throughout the locker room, throughout the clubhouse, and I think even at the stadium. Got it. Okay. That's good to know. I did not notice that at all. Rebecca You're welcome for that great definition and no sexual innuendos needed at all. Yep. Thank you. I'm glad I'm not going to have to cut any of this. Rebecca is in her <laughs> office on banter. Now, did you notice Rebecca's handle? Because he has Rebecca's handle and her to her suitor, her suitor's handle on there as well. Her suitor, good yeah. term. His suitor, thank you, 1920s. <laughs> it had something to do with boss. I know I made note of it, but I didn't write it down. So hers is boss girl, and her suitor is LDN152. Uh, when I saw that, because like there's obviously a lot of like guessing going on, we, like later in the episode we get a little bit like, who is she potentially talking right, to? Right, because there's a cut where Ted is texting. Yeah. And which, you're almost like, oh, okay. Maybe it's trying to apply Ted. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But So LDN L London. London. So like, I, I was trying to figure that out. Like, is it Led Tasso? Is it like something like whatever? But no, it's just London. And really this is, it's not necessarily, I think, anything we can decipher. This is a rom-com reference to You've Got Mail. She's doing the same thing when she's going back and forth uh, via email. And her uh, uh, username or whatever is Shop Girl. And the person she's talking to is NY152. So it's that's just a reference to... Okay, and when mail. you say you got mail, let's give some context to the audience. You've got mail is Meg Ryan yep. and Tom Hanks. Yep. And it's the movie about how the hero big book store takes over the little bookstore yep. because capitalism is awesome yep, and big exactly bookstores are much better than small bookstores. Yep, and now we get all of our shipping in 24 hours. Oh man, Amazon's <laughs> great, huh? Amazon, not one of our sponsors, but come at us, Amazon. All right, so that's the one where Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, unbeknownst to each other, are... Yeah. Don't like each other in real life, but are, I guess, mailing pen pals? I don't know. I haven't seen... I mean, maybe I saw the movie once, but haven't seen it in years. Yep that's a great catch i did not know that i love that you did that deep dive and figured that out you're welcome higgins oh higgins like shows up she's typing higgins is like the camera pans out and he's just there it's almost yeah. like a jump scare and he's looking straight forward yeah he's like, looking straight forward yeah. 
And she's like, were you looking at my screen? And he's like, I have five boys. I don't look over anyone's shoulder at any screen. And he goes, I used to. Now, do we want to think about what what might he have seen that uh, made him so upset? I'm going to assume his kid was probably looking at, like, another team's Twitter. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Manchester United. Manchester, the other one. (laughs) Manchester, Wednesday. Any one of those teams. (laughs) And it just broke Higgins. Uh, that's about as far as I'm going to go I'm thinking sure about what it. his uh, five sons, uh, especially that young one who was really into Richard's date. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, then there's this joke about um, Rob McEl, uh, McElhenney mm-hmm. and Ryan Reynolds buying a team. Yeah, this is odd. So, like, uh, this is real. I don't know if you Yeah, they this. bought a, yeah, they yeah, bought so a, AFC I don't know what Wrexham. league. Uh, they're actually, from my understanding, they're a, fifth tier welsh football club mm-hmm. um that yeah the, so these two big famous actors from mclearney from always sunny philadelphia ryan reynolds from deadpool and everything else sure um they bought him in november of 2020 i think is when it kind of finalized but to me it seemed like a cheap plug of them just like maybe knowing sadakis or a writer or somebody and just saying hey mention Rexon because we want to get more publicity and stuff for it but I do feel it would be kind of cool at some point, whether it's this season or next season, they like bring in Wrexham in some aspect. Maybe Wrexham gets promoted all the way to the same league and they get to play and then we get to see both of those actors interact with uh, the rest of the Ted Lasso crew. Sure. I do appreciate the joke being like, I don't know if they bought this as a joke or if they really care. (laughs) And since those two, their work is typically steeped pretty deeply in irony um it was a questionable move i think they're both big soccer fans from my understanding and that's fine good for them i'd love to buy a team at some point if this only fans takes off we might have a chance just gotta marry rupert man oh i'd love to marry rupert (laughs) fight fight uh dang it draculas vampires anyways oh that's right higgins (laughs) talks about uh, the song "She's a Rainbow," which is his ringtone for his when his wife calls. Mm-hmm. He has a funny moment where he's like, "I'm just gonna let her go to voicemail, and I'll call her later." But I'm gonna text her to let her know <laughs> that, almost out of a little bit of fear. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we find out that Higgins has been married for twenty twenty nine years, mm-hmm. which is great, and it's the song for his wife. And then he tells uh, the story of how him and his wife met and how she was nice to him while he was trying to be a punk kid in a bar. And again, very much rom-com. This is the meet cute. It's okay. like him in a bar, pouring stuff on him, everybody laughs, but right. one girl, and that one girl ends up being his wife for 29 years. Right. It's that's, the meet cute. That's how it always happens. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, oh, asked him about like, hey, how did you brand yourself when you met your wife? And he's just like, just be yourself. I mean, how many TV shows do we have to have us tell us just to be ourselves? Like, Listen, one more doesn't hurt. Okay. Be yourself, Julian. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I well, tried. but you're trying to be more like Ted Lasso, so maybe you shouldn't be yourself. Maybe that's be somebody fair. else. Well, that's why I kind of thought, like, that if I say, be yourself, well, be yourself, but be the good parts of yourself, or, like, emphasize the good parts, yeah. like, the unselfish parts, or the, don't be, like, if you're a grump. Uh, who is just a grump and is always grumpy, like me, uh, be less of that part of yourself. <laughs> or drink. Um, and then, so she, so Rebecca gets the courage to send yep. this very important message to uh, LDN152. Mm-hmm. What was that message, Tom? Uh, she types in, it's like, as he asks, like, what are you looking for in this message? Because I'm kind of sad. Or, or the, the, the suitor says, yeah, yeah, what are you looking for here? And she says, love, I suppose. Um, strong, strong message. Love, really going for I it. suppose. Seemingly like five, you know, text messages back and forth, and she's sure. already booming. I'm looking for love. Um, but Really bad text acting here. I don't know if you noticed this, but like... No, I, I do not. I it did not. To, it's, it's like the uh, scene with uh, Sam Obasanya where he's texting his dad on the bike. Sure, uh, and he never like, forget that scene. When he gets disowned, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I remember. Uh, but she's like texting. You can only kind of see half of like the, the keyboard as she's texting. And she starts with love, but then she seemingly texts like five or six other words. Okay. But they put, I suppose, like digitally on the phone. She never touches the P, which you can see on the camera. Okay. So clearly not typing that. Uh, I okay. thought it was. I thought it was odd. So I thought about sitting there for like half an hour trying to decipher. Okay, where's your thumb moving? What could what it possibly be? Actually... But I'm like, this can't be that important. She's just typing watermelon, watermelon, <laughs> yeah. like that trick when you're singing in a chorus and you don't know the line, so you just <laughs> mouth watermelon. Yep. 
Nate is hovering outside of Keeley's office. And the funny <laughs> thing about this is like you kind of think it's a hallway crossing her door because mm -hmm. of the way he's moving. Yeah. But when they cut back, it's just two walls. So oh, he's just moving from that. like wall to wall. And because the, the hallway goes like towards her door. And so it doesn't like his movement makes no sense. She finally calls him in there and he apparently wants to be famous because yeah, so he of the benefits of, of being famous. And it's great, too, because it's kind of a callback to season one when he sits on the uh, the chair. He's got a pillow. He picks up the nice soft pillow and he grabs it and like, hugs it. Uh, and Keely tried to do the same thing with Roy in the first season, gave him the pillow to hold on to, and Roy just like tosses it or puts it behind him. <laughs> That's right. But Nate being a different character, he's like, I've got like, I'm, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to hug this pillow. And this is once again where I was kind of like, isn't Nate kind of already famous? If Nate had an Instagram and he like, I don't know, tweeted out about the team, he'd probably be a little bit famous. He could be semi-famous, yeah. They go up to, oh, because he wants to be famous essentially because he really wants that window table. Yeah. Well, and the groupies. And the groupies. And the free stuff. And the Nespresso machines. <laughs> which are delicious, by the way. I used mine this morning. Oh, did you? Thanks, Nespresso. What's your favorite flavor nespresso <laughs> nespresso flavor nespresso yeah <laughs> rebecca <laughs> they go up to rebecca to ask her about getting the table at the re restaurant <laughs> and rebecca's like she uh, offers to buy the, the restaurant which first is a great goes, rich people move yeah first oh, she, she goes through all like the fancy right. restaurants we're all different languages we're not we didn't write them down so we're not even gonna attempt to although i almost wish i did write them down so you would have to try to pronounce them yeah it wouldn't um, have gone well but then she says it was just the uh, taste of athens and tooting she's like tooting oh that's fine i'll just buy the place and then i think keely's line was like you can't teach a guy how to buy a place. You got to let him or show him how to buy a table so then he can ask and then it turns into a Starbucks. Right. Butcher that line, but I love her saying it until it becomes Starbucks. a Starbucks, which is great. <laughs> and this is essentially them telling Nate he's got to be assertive. Mm -hmm. I did want her to buy the restaurant and I did want an episode of them running a Greek restaurant. <laughs> Just like give me a bottle episode where <laughs> Keely's the hostess uh rebecca's managing the place ted's in the back as a line cook uh it would have been i feel like yeah roy should be like the head chef oh <laughs> roy's just screaming at everyone <laughs> we get a uh kind of a reverse pretty woman here or i think they're trying to reference uh audrey hepburn's transformation from my fair lady my fair lady you know that's a better yep. favorite you know audrey rom-com never seen it but from my ratings, that's a reference. Okay. I'm sure there's nothing um, that would uh, get canceled on My Fair Lady. I'm sure it stands the test of time. All I know is the song. My oh. Fair Lady. Okay. That's yeah. where that came from, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's more to that song. It's a real short song. Roy is at his kebab kebab place nailed it. every time he says kebab kebab <laughs> oh man kebab that's, what, no, it's kebab. Your, that's when you get your kebab to go okay you put in a kebab <laughs> every time he says it i think of flight of the concords because that's how they would say it there is his picture with an odd crap on the wall so did you see as the camera's panning down it starts with roy and there's two other celebrities on each side one was uh from cheers right one yep. was the one was uh, norm from cheers Norm from cheers i didn't see the other one uh the other one on the far right was marcus mumford <laughs> which is <laughs> again great, tie right. in. he does the theme song and all the music for the show um there there is writing on them like i try, I try to read through them and decipher what what norm and what uh, marcus kind of put on there so i think it's just general like Oh, I can't believe your things are this good. Sign Marcus Mumford. Right. If you look at Roy's sign, this just says, yum. <laughs> <laughs> and he makes the comment, hey, either take my picture down or give me my kebab for free. That'll be $7.50. That'll be $7.50. <laughs> Fair enough for whatever he says. Yep. Ted ambushes him. And he, <laughs> Roy goes, well, Keely did tell me to expect a mustachioed surprise that would <laughs> anger me. And his guesses were, I thought it would either be Wario or my great aunt Natalie. <laughs> and Ted during this conversation uses a bunch of big words. Yeah. Um, I had to look up several. Ted then orders a kebab. I don't know. Does Ted pay? Because I feel he like does. at the does very he... end, he, he pays because they think he's doing like the religious lines. Like, hey, this is for the collection. Plate. Oh, for the so collection. He puts plate. some money down. Uh, but the way Ted orders it is another rom com reference because he says, I'll have what he's having. 
which is a reference to Harry oh, Met Sally. Tom, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Good for you. Harry Met Sally when she was um, alone in her own thoughts at the, uh, at the lunch restaurant. table in the restaurant. She's screaming, and the old lady says, I'll have what she's having. Classic Rob Reiner movie. Yep. Very nice. Roy, and this is where you mentioned the church mm -hmm. thing. Roy's mm -hmm. like, this is my kebab place. It's a sacred place like church. Mm -hmm. And... Ted makes some comment about, oh, I never knew a PETA like, could be part of transubstantiation, which is a Catholic tradition of when you take communion, thinking the bread and wine are the literal body of Christ. So this is the conclusion I've, I've come to, mm -hmm. is that Ted was raised Catholic, because transubstantiation is not like a real common phrase that no, you hear every day and then he very smoothly as he gets up from the booth crosses himself and that's exactly what you do when you leave the the pew in catholic church so Noted. i think i have come to the conclusion um and that would explain why he believes in ghosts aliens and other things in yeah. the first episode and i'll give a cheap plug to the show midnight mass on netflix because that deals with some transubstantiationism. Oh. Great show. Very similar to Ted Lasso. Yeah. Along the same vein of... Just a good show. Extremely give it, funny. Give it a try. No, no, no. It was great. I agree <laughs> with you. You introduced me to it. I had a lot of fun. Maybe fun's the wrong word. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> Ted offers him to coach. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, Roy's like, F off. <laughs> Very Sol strong neg uh, negotiation. Solid negotiation <laughs> tactic. We get into the GIF and GIF debate again from Roy. Again, did we have this debate on the show? Yeah, with Higgins and Rebecca. Oh, they do. She's like, oh, I, I want to watch Rupert be punished over and over again, like a gif. And yeah. Higgins is like, some people call it. <laughs> That's a good Higgins. That yeah, was a good Higgins. The kebab owner comes over. Like, he's listened to their whole conversation. <laughs> he he like, comes over, he's like, oh, you father and son. And he's like, oh, let me tell you my life story about how I quit medical school a week before gra graduation to become a kebabber. I'm assuming that's the technical term. I think it's uh, kebabman. Kebabman. That's better. Good, good, good on you. <laughs> or kebab woman. And they talk about how Isaac needs help. And Roy is like, all right, well, let me finish praying and eating my kebab. Yep. And I'll come up with some sort of solution for mm -hmm. Isaac. And this is where Lasso gives the collection plate, crosses himself and leaves. Yep. So... That is my um, my theory. And then we are back with Keely, Rebecca, and Nate as he is trying to gain his confidence. Mm -hmm. So Keely's playing hostess. Uh, so they're doing a dry run, essentially, of him yep. asking for the table. Mm -hmm. It's great. She calls him by the wrong name. At first, he accepts it. Then she's like, no, be assertive. Well, not only does he accept it, he apologizes. He's right. like, oh, a table for three for Shelly. Oh, for uh, Shelby. He's like, oh, Shelby, sorry. I should have said Shelby. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and then he gets upset and calls her a dither dithering kestrel, which I wrote down. Just screams, like, hits the yeah. table, screams at her. Do you know what a dithering kestrel is? I do not. Okay, I looked up dithering. I mean, I think we got to know dithering. what dithering is. Sure. It's just kind of bumbling, yeah. stupid, I don't know. Uh, a kestrel from my search on the internet is like apparently a really awesome falcon. Okay. That will like attack stuff like five times its size. So it seems kind of awesome. Okay. But maybe if it's a dithering version of an awesome animal, it's not awesome. It attacks the wrong thing. I don't know. Maybe it's a Britishism, but... Uh, I liked it. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Rebecca, Nate's like, Rebecca, you don't have this issue. You command every room that you're in. And that's probably because she's six foot four <laughs> and awesome. And gorgeous. And gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. So she's like, I don't, you know, have you ever been in a room of soccer executives? She's like, before I go into the room, I make myself very big. And she does this whole routine. And I laugh so hard when she does this. My wife laughs so hard. My wife was like, do you think like her as a person, Hannah Whittingham was like she or Waddingham did that at some point? And they're like, we're going to put that in the show. Like <laughs> she went for it, too. Oh, like, yeah. She gets like she pulls her arm, starts out really low, pulls her arms up, gets like the crazy eye. But then, like, looks, like, to the side at Nate yeah. while he's doing it. And, like, Nate and Keely just so intimidated. It's fantastic. Keely's response is, like, she's like, you're incredible. Let's invade France. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's great. A great line. <laughs> then we are in a rough part of town. Ted and Isaac are walking. They're like, oh, we don't know. Uh, Ted's like, I don't know why Roy called us to this part of town. But mm -hmm. we're meeting Roy. 
they do this great thing where Roy's face lights up by his phone and it's like a <laughs> so jump scare. I laughed out loud because it says like, oh, I'll just text him. We'll see where he's at. And then it just cuts to the lighting of his face yeah. from the bottom. So great. Great. So then we're at a street ball seeming arena that is like under an overpass. And we find out this is Roy, where Roy grew up. Mm-hmm. And if I could remember right, Roy, I remember Roy grew up somewhere and he named it in other episodes, but I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, but... Yeah, maybe we did. I feel like we got Jamie because he was from Manchester City or whatever. Right. I don't know if he got more. Maybe we did. I think we did because that's the one where he got sent away and he like took a blanket from his granddad. But then when he Uh, came back, his granddad was already dead and he gave up Blanky. Did you just call it Blanky? Shut up. Next person, go. How many movies? Oh, my question here, which I just read my note on is. How many movies does this happen in where they're like, hey, you got to get back to your roots. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, let's go play like street hockey or street basketball (laughs) or street skeet shooting, you know, (laughs) like the guy's struggling to shoot skeet. And they're like, hey, let's take you back to your home field where you were shooting skeet all the time. It is very movie tropey-ish for sure. Yeah. So I tried to look this up, by the way, like you just kind of refer to a street ball. Like I thought this might have an actual name because it's like, it's tiny soccer. I think it's more or less supposed to be five on five. Okay. But it's kind of meant to like mimic indoor soccer, but indoor soccer is generally like still in big arenas where you can play, I think like nine on nine. Um, but it seems like a lot of fun uh, to be able to kind of play where ball never goes out, smaller goals, but still, uh, still good soccer that Roy grew up on. Right. Right. It looked like mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Roy tells Isaac, you know, he gives him his story about this being his neighborhood and that Isaac's going to play. And Ted's like, what can I do? And he's like, can I keep score? And he's like, yeah. He's like, score zero zero. And Roy immediately corrects him. Nope. Nil nil. Nil nil. <laughs> so do they not say zero? Is it always nil nil? Or is this just Roy trying to be obstinate? I think it's a little bit of both. I okay. think they do use nil, uh, but probably didn't need to correct him. But it's it's uh, Roy. He's got to correct him. Nate and his family are uh, at dinner. And they send him where, Tom? Send him to the corner. They Racist hostess, send them to the corner. Send them to the corner table. And Nate's like, I'm going to have a conversation with someone. And you think he's going to the hostess, and then he goes into the bathroom. He tries to make himself big. Yep. And then he uses the F word and spits on the mirror. And I thought this was weird. Yeah. I thought it was weird. I agree. Someone has to clean up that mirror, Nate. Well, like, I was really hoping at the end of this scene, or when they finally got the table and they sat down, Nate was going to excuse himself and then go and to the go bathroom. To the I thought that would have been good because it's in Nate's character to like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to step up. I'm going to try to get this table. But I'm also because he was a kit man. Like right. he understands he was cleaning up after people and now just spitting on the window in this restaurant and not cleaning it up. It's a it's a jerk move. Yeah. So he gains his strength. <laughs> yes. He whistles at his parents, which is funny. He's like, you too. And, and I liked when he was like, hey, don't get comfortable here. That was a great line. But then when he whistles, his dad walks by and he goes, I'm not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he has the gall, which not the gall, but the confidence to ask for Jade's number. I don't know why he would. Jade has not been like kind to him. Yeah, it's probably for the better that she doesn't yeah. give him Oh, yeah. She's like, no, I'm picky. Which is odd, yeah. It's a callback to him saying he was picky. It's like women. Oh, uh, unfortunately, women are also picky. Yeah. That's great. They get the they get the table. I gotta be honest, didn't care. I don't know. There was parts of this where I was like, I did not care that Nate. Sure. There were there were lights around it. Uh, it was next to the outside. What's not to get, man? I understand small victories, but like this one seems so like the so they, minimal. The way like, they shot it was funny too, because like there's this light kind of coming in onto the table, sure, and they've got that perfect string of like big bold lights that kind of like uh, frame it. Uh, it's it's like it's epic for sure. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, it was fun. It's was, a small victory. Right. I was trying to give Nate a win. Sure. To have him get his couple. Which up. they then kind of promptly take away at the end of this episode, which I'm sure we'll discuss. Yep. But then we're with Isaac playing with the street toughs, mm-hmm. and he gets owned by a tackle, a literal tackle. It's not like a slide tackle. That guy, like oh, arm yeah. wrap and everything, takes him down. Looks like but, a linebacker. But, figured he should tackle him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm playing that type of football. <laughs> Reminds you, uh, and and Roy is essentially reminding Isaac. Isaac complains. He's like, "Hey, I'm going to break my leg here." Yep. And Roy's like, "Listen, you used to play this game as a kid. It's supposed to be fun. Like, remember, it's a game." 
and go have fun. You and pretty so, much nailed the speech, just minus like 13 or 14 F-words. <laughs> yeah. Too many F-words? <laughs> ah, yeah. Who knows? And so, how is the soccer playing during this scene? Because they, they allow Isaac to do some like trick stuff. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's... I think it's soccer like that, where like that cage soccer, we'll call it. It's, it is more like kind of tricky kind of thing where you do a lot more of those moves that you probably would on a, a full pitch. Uh, and it's good. It's serviceable. To me, a lot of the, the quote unquote bad soccer is the goalkeeping. Okay. When the ball is shot like right in the middle and sure. the goalie like clearly dives after it's well past him and he could have saved it. Uh, but it was good. It was fun. I thought it was, uh, they gave a lot for, for, um, Isaac to do given his stature. Sure. I felt like the sequence of this was shot like a Friday Night Lights um, episode, which I know you're not a fan of the camera work in that show. But then they used like the quintessential like sports montage <laughs> that it's by Blur. It's called Song Two. Oh, it's yeah. that oh, woohoo that one <laughs> like Well, that's the yeah. That's what he says after he scores. And it's like, has no one seen what a chicken looks like in this family? Thank you, arrested. But it was, it was a good like, and they have like him shining the shoes of the other girl oh, he was yeah, playing with. Scores, and, yeah, uh, yeah, it was good back and forth, good little montage. I and... assumed the Blur song was something from a rom com that maybe they brought back. It is literally like every time you think of a sports montage, that song comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Roy doesn't want to coach. That's nope. where we get to from here. Ted and him are after after Isaac has found his love of the game again in one night under mm -hmm. one overpass. Yep. Roy doesn't want to coach. Ted goes through a bunch of rom com lines in order to get him to coach, which I thought was funny. And I probably haven't seen all these rom coms, but you know the lines. Like I was going to ask if you quickly. did you recognize any of them? I recognize some of them. Okay, so the first one is like, like I I realized I wanted you to be my coach. I need you to be my coach uh, as soon as possible. Do you know what that one's from? No, that's one Harry Met Sally. Okay, so it's another Harry Met Sally. We've already gotten one reference. The other one you probably know, where he's like, "You complete me." You completely is Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Okay, very good. Um, and then he's like, I'm just a coach standing in front of another guy. Ask him to coach with me. Okay, I've heard that line, but I'm going to say it has something to do with Hugh Grant. It is. It's a Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. Notting Hill. Oh, okay. It's, listen, it's a fantastic movie. Sure. If you haven't seen Notting Hill, see Notting Hill. I love Hugh Grant. I'll it's, watch Hugh Grant bumble around his lines and yeah, anything. Fantastic. And then at the very end... Uh, Ted tells him, as you wish. As you wish I knew, because that's Princess Bride. Princess Bride, yep. So there's yeah. all the references in that scene. And uh, recently watched Carl Yule, who is the Princess Bride in uh, Kiss the Girls. If you've never seen that, Morgan Which Freeman. Carl Yule? Uh, he's the guy from uh, Men in Tights. Oh, that's not his name. Carl Ellis. Ells. What did Ellis. I say? Yule. Oh, that's how his native tongue. Anyways. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Ted and Beard are walking, and we get a callback yeah, to... We, we get the answer to the British Owl it's joke. It's like, hey, man, you never finished that joke. What does a British Owl say? And we did a very deep dive, and early. I did a very deep dive we on did. what that could possibly be. I almost feel like, so that was in the first... Was that the first season, or was that... It was early first season. Okay, so I want to say, like, they maybe got enough people yelling at them uh, between the season one and two to say, you have to finish this line. Because the whole joke of bringing in West uh, Sheffield Wednesday is their mascot is the owls. So I'm wondering if they chose Sheffield Wednesday not only for the Wednesday Saturday joke, but to be able to bring the owls back in. Yeah, I have no idea. I feel like <laughs> these types of things are just they're rewarding audience members that have stuck around yeah. and like pay attention. And what is what is the answer, Ted Gibbs? Whom? Which was what you guessed, yep, right? That was one of the guesses. Yeah. As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, Tom nailed it. <laughs> then we cut to this weird moment. Where this old couple in the stands is explaining their, like their like they're staring into the camera. Yeah. It's very out of character for the show, but it's it's got to be part of a rom com, right? This is what I thought it was. It's a Harry Met Sally reference, yeah. Oh, so they like cut to random people in it. I've, I'm realizing I've not seen Harry Met Sally. Yeah, and, and I when? haven't either. I think boom, I might have seen boom this. Harry <laughs> Met Sally. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen it, but I, I think they're cutting to a lot of like uh, older couples and them telling their stories. It's them looking deadpan at camera. Not deadpan, but them looking straight at camera and telling their, their Deadpan stories. with their an explosion the size. Yeah. 
the reason I fell in love. We cut to Rebecca in the owner's box, still on banter. She's mm-hmm. never not on banter. Who knows who's managing this team um, or owning this team, I should say. And the way it cuts with her, like, typing, mm-hmm. and Keelan makes some comments to her about, just tell them who you are. You're tell fit. them you own Richmond and you're fit. Yeah. And you're fit, yeah. That's a good term, fit. Cuts to Ted texting, and he's, like, smiling. So you're like, oh, is it Rebecca and Ted texting each other? And I I don't feel like that's where we're going here. I feel like this yeah. is a miss or a, it's yeah, a misdirect. Yeah, for sure. sure. I think it's a MacGuffin. They're trying to kind of push you in one direction, not the other. I do feel, though, before we got this, like, very heavy-handed trying to pretend that they're getting together thing, there have been some sequences where they have, like, um, I think it was like the Christmas episode where they kind of got together and they were going back and forth to the houses and getting sure. stuff. Where there was some sort of like, you know, romantic chemistry and stuff with them. But I'm hoping the show doesn't go that route. Right. Like I just you don't. I don't think we need to make that that connection or that relationship. And again, Ted's response, kind of looking up and then kind of smiling. If because Ted seemingly doesn't know she's boss girl. Like you would imagine, both of them don't know who each other are. Right. Um, that wouldn't be his response. It would be like. Oh no, I'm texting Rebecca. Sure. And Ted's number or his name would never be London one five two or whatever. His would be like barbecue sauce or something <laughs> like true. that. Plus they're saving Ted to end up with Keely. That is the oh. hail that I will die on. Because <laughs> That's the hail that you will marry. Yes. That they <laughs> nice. That they uh they are the ones with the most chemistry. We all know it. <laughs> Doctor offers Ted some help in the hallway as he's mm-hmm. walking to the game. I think he's doing under pressure lyrics. Yeah, like, is that what it is? Dr. Sharon says, like, oh, he must be under like an enormous amount, like you're under pressure. And then he's doing like doo doo. Like the the lyrics he chose, he's like Baba Didu is I think what he references, but like I don't necessarily think of that. Like yeah, what's I'll, his face? Freddie Mercury does a lot of like scatting and stuff throughout that, but that is not the thing that I would reference. Okay. Yeah. So she says, I've got an open door policy. And he's like, why do you have a door? <laughs> I can get somebody to take it right off for you. I just feel like this is his being uncomfortable talking with her. Because yeah. like he immediately goes to just the quick fire joke, Ted. That well, when we... Sharon first like introduced herself in the scene, Dr. Sharon, she's like, hey, coach. She's like, he's like, lamp, garbage can, ceiling, wall, your turn. Like, yeah. he's, he's awkward around her for sure. Yes. And uh, we find out that. As Beard comes by, we find out that he was once in the Lumberjack World Championship qualifier, and he does his baby. Yeah. <laughs> Never looks back. Baby, walks out the door. Lumberjack World Championship qualifier, baby. And Ted's like that beard. He's lived many lives, had many masters. Mm-hmm. Nate walks by in a suit. He's looking great, and there's never. There's no such thing as too much class, Ted says. So did we, did we talk about this? Was it in the trailer that showed him wearing a suit? Didn't we yes, talk about Yes, he was okay. on the sideline wearing a suit and okay. we were like, Okay, so Nate goes that route at some point. Yep. So he, he gets his confidence and he's gonna hold on to this conf- confidence for probably the next for the rest of the season. Sure. Yep. There's nothing's <laughs> gonna break him. You're exactly right, Tom. Roy is on TV. They're talking about some 17-year-old that's starting for some team. And they're like, how do you think he's going to do? He's going to be the new Irish Ronaldo. <laughs> Irish Ronaldo. I didn't catch that. <laughs> Roy's Roy's great. He's like, I don't know how he's going to do. He's 17. <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, we sit here. We try and guess what these guys are going to do. And then when they don't do it, we criticize them. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> and so you can tell Roy is uh, kind of coming to the end of his rope here. Mm-hmm. And then they are watching his team, Richmond, warming up and having fun. And Roy is like, that's where I want to be. He's mm-hmm. like, we're outsiders. Even though he gets to talk the game and be in it. Uh, and he rewarded Keeley by tying her shoes after she forced him <laughs> to do this. Gentlemen. Uh, gentlemen. Um, Roy then, what does Roy do, Tom? Uh, then this is what like kicks off this big, gigantic rom-com sequence. Uh, and it starts with him like, Taking off his microphone pack. I love the way they do the audio where like you yeah, kind of like hear it, hear the little feedback, and he puts it down. Uh, and then he looks at Jeff. He's like, "Jeff, I have to go." And then Jeff gives him the approving yeah. nod, and he does too. Uh, and then he just boom runs out of the room, and yeah. We have Roy making the classic rom com run to the stadium. Mm-hmm. She's like a rainbow plays. The we get a lot of sequences and stuff, like a lot of rom-com bits as he's running away to the stadium. So the one I think most of, like, from a rom-com perspective is uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Matthew McConaughey's on his, like, motorcycle, and he's chasing Kate um, 
Hudson Second to sale? the not no, Planchette. No, no none Winslet? of those spell drawns. <laughs> spelled, spelled entirely differently. Um he's chasing Kate Hudson to the airport while um the gin blossoms play. Okay. I, I have to admit, haven't seen Ten Ways to Lose a Guy. So that reference I do not know. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like a great Jerry, movie. Jerry Maguire. A lot of fun. Jerry Maguire running through the airport, coming back sure. to get uh, Renee sure. Zellweger for sure. Someone's always chasing someone. Runaway Bride. You Literally. Know, name of the movie. Runs. Oh, does she run at the end of the movie? she on a horse? Uh, at some point, she's on a horse in running shoes. Probably. Right. And then she slaps that box on someone's hand. <laughs> you got me. Love Actually. Bridget Jones Diary. Like, okay. Yeah, you're, you're right. A, a lot of movies, they have this. Friends with Benefits. He does the flash mob to chase her because she's oh, like leaving right. for the airport. The station, he, the Union Station or something. In I think it's Closing Time is playing and the flash mobs. How many flash mobs have you been a part of, Tom? Um, Not enough. Not enough. Not Good enough. answer. <laughs> Great answer. Uh, what I, there was also a reference to The Holiday while we're talking about rom-coms. I've never uh, seen it. I haven't seen it either. Jack Black, right? Yeah, I think it's like the the roadblock sequence where he's like, the car should be able to take him all the way there, but there's one extra thing that he has to do to be able to get by. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you know, so he he needs to get by with the rickshaw. So what, what does he do to be able to get the free rickshaw ride? Uh, he gives him his watch. Yeah, he tells him, I've got to give you, I'll give him a watch right. if you can get me to the stadium. Right. And that rickshaw, I'm not 100% certain. It's the same. But I'm quite speak, certain yeah. it's the same rickshaw we had in the uh, For the Kids episode in season one. Because the they, they give us the speak, horn. Speak, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is good. No, I thought that was a great callback. What I realized during this whole sequence is, oh, it's easier to do these things when you're rich. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot much, of money. I think they could probably be said about most things in life. <laughs> Yep. Uh, but this specifically, he gives the taxi driver a lot of cash, <laughs> and the taxi driver's like, "Great, my wife loves cash." Yeah. <laughs> That's also my love language, Tom, is cash. <laughs> and uh, he gives the obviously the rickshaw driver his uh, watch. He tries to get into the stadium, and they're like, "No ticket, no entry." He's mm. like, "I'm Roy Kent." And they're like, "You kind of look like him, but <laughs> yeah. no." He then goes back, and we have this callback where Ted uh, told Keeley that all of Roy's tickets are. Mm at the box office under different country music star names. It's funny that, did he just guess a country music star? Or I does he know think each game who He is? must get an email from okay. Ted every week that tells him. So this one was Reba McIntyre. Uh, Roy looks down at that kid who clearly recognizes him and growls at him, which yep. I thought was a weird response, but yep. it's Roy. It's so, Roy. It's Roy, and Roy. Roy goes to the gatekeeper, gives him the ticket. The gatekeeper, same gatekeeper, enjoy the game. F you. It is you. <laughs> That's what sells it. That's so great. He has another issue with his knee. Yeah, he popped his knee at some point during the running sequence, right. which is good because we know he can't run. So I love the way they did that. And then as he's going through the tunnel and getting ready to walk out back onto the pitch, uh, he just gives one more of those pop, yep. pops it right back in. Great emotional moment here. Like the music, yeah. the you can tell it's emotional for Roy. He's walking out. Uh, everyone starts to see him. They do. I mean, they film this really well. Just mm -hmm. a great sequence. You're happy for Roy. You had me at coach is the line because yep. Ted starts to explain something to him and Roy stops him. It's like, yeah, shut me up. Coach. Just shut, shut up. up. You had me at coach. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Okay. Yep. Okay. What's the original line? Uh, I think she said, you had me at hello. You had me at hello. hello. Got it. Okay. And when he says, you had me at coach, Beard goes, oh, yeah, <laughs> so cute. Okay. I think actually in the movie, that might be the kid. The little oh, the kid, little kid actor. Kid. Yeah, the, with the glasses. glasses. Yeah. yeah, I think the kid does that. I'm sure the kid has a name. Um, <laughs> and then we do this weird, with this weird cut to Nate, where Nate's like, Roy's here in a suit. Nate's here in a suit. Oh, We've got really, another assistant. I didn't put the suit thing together. Like, he, he oh, he's outshined like, my suit game. No one rocks a black-on-black -black suit like Roy. And then Nate's there, and mm -hmm. Nate kind of, like, buttons his and is a little bit self-conscious. Yeah, it's just going away. It plays some really weird, like, creepy, like, violin music as it's cutting by Nate, of, like, Nate just seemingly unraveling inside of his head or something. But... Yeah, I think this is just to show that Nate is now, while gaining his confidence, it is now tanked because yeah. he realizes is there another spot on the coaching staff for Roy and him. So let's do uh, predictions. What's what's gonna like with apparently most of this season we could predict something and they'll probably never come back to it. Everybody's gonna be perfect. They're gonna have no strife with. I mate, mean, but... obviously, I think Dubai Air is gonna come back in a <laughs> yeah. big in a big way. That controversy, I don't think they're done with that. Nate's gonna be Dubai Air's new spokesperson. Start exactly. His own club. Exactly. 
Uh, I think there's going to be tension with Roy being on the staff and Nate being on the staff. Not that they don't get along, but just Nate trying to find like his footing and what he does well. Yeah, but like maybe it's like a could it be like a diamond dog issue with like now we've got Nate potentially being like the fifth wheel of the diamond, the the Pentagon now. Where I don't he think can't be a part of it. Roy wants any part of the diamond dogs. If he's gonna be a coach, man, he's gotta he's gotta get into the uh, the mix. No, I think he's gonna stand in the doorway and go <laughs> no, and then leave. I don't know. I mean, I'm interested. I think the big thing here is who is Rebecca communicating with? Do you have guesses on this? <sighs> I'm hoping it's not Ted, like we discussed. It probably isn't. It's probably MacGuffin. Um, We've seen Beard has kind of been in and out of his relationship, or it's been rocky with Jane. Uh, We've established Nate downloaded the app, but then immediately got rid of it. But maybe he's going back into the app. She references an author. I mean, we know that Beard's a big reader. Yeah, possible. I I think it'd be probably better if they just do like just a random celebrity cameo. Could be kind of fun. But I would imagine we're going to get who this is. We have to, right? Right, right. It'll be interesting. I mean, it's good to have Roy back. Roy's fun in every, everything that he does on this show. So mm-hmm. uh, how the team, I mean, the team will love him. I just don't know how it's going to fit with the four of them. It'll be interesting to see where Nate goes. Mm-hmm. My big prediction is that a murder will occur. and this A will murder, turn, you say? A murder. And this will... Murder again. <laughs> murder, murder, murder. Uh, and that this will become a detective show. That's Amen. my great hope. So you want the show to pivot in a lot of different directions. You I want, want the to show be... to pivot to them running restaurant. a restaurant. Okay. And then someone being murdered in said restaurant. And then Roy, like a Golden Girl situation with the yoga group. Yes, yep. exactly. I don't think I mentioned that, but you read my mind. Yep. That's why we're so close. Yep. That's why we're so simpatico. All right. Next week, we're going to be talking about episode <clears throat> six of season two. Mm-hmm. We're halfway through. Oh, I want to. Are give... we halfway through? I think we established there's more than ten episodes. There's this twelve. Season, right? Yeah, there's twelve. So, and um, we actually know there are twelve because our good friend John out of Louisiana tweeted at us and reminded us that this season was supposed to be ten, but they extended it to twelve. And so, like the Christmas episode was an additional one that was inserted. So it's so kind of feel like bottleneck episode where maybe they don't push the story too far, but right. you can fit it in there. Right, but they got. Instead of 10, they did 12. So thanks to John out in Louisiana. We appreciate the help. With that being said, Tom is going to tell us what episode we are watching next week. And as he's remembering that title, I am going to let you know that you can reach us at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also tweet at us at, at teambinge. At, 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 at teambinge. Team I don't know. And then once again, uh, search hard for our OnlyFans account where most of our exclusive content is. Do I need to say that this is a joke or should we just let people go search for it? Yep, let people go search for it. All right. I'm actually excited to go search for it after this to oh. see what's going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So next week, join us for season two, episode six, which is called? It's called Roy's Boy Toys. That was one of the titles of our OnlyFans account that we thought about doing. (laughs) All right. Well, I've been Julian. I've been Sal. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one.